Hello, and welcome to Baseline to Baseline, a sports podcast with a musical twist. My name is Aiden Berg, and today I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Nathan Ackerman. Nathan, how are you doing today? I'm kind of sad. Um, <laughs> it, was a, it was a rough weekend for my sports teams. Um, Eagles lost to the Cardinals. USC lost to Oregon, but we don't need to talk about it. Hey, Jalen Hurts looks really good, though. Jalen Hurts does look really good. Like I said, dude, fire Carson Wentz in, into the sun. Uh, Jalen Hurts is the man. Well, apparently now Carson Wentz wants to be fired into the sun himself. So I don't um, know if that's really what he wants. I think he just wants to go somewhere that he can play football. Same thing. I'm just saying, don't 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 sleep on the Patriots as a as a possibility for him. Oh God! Don't you have Cam Newton? <laughs> I mean, he hasn't played all that well this year. And Carson Wentz has. <laughs> you know. We'll see. <laughs> you know, we're not going to go too much more on that because we have a jam-packed show and we do need to jump into it. So we're going to start with the college football bowl season, I guess, has been decided or the, the major ones anyway. Uh, and we're just going to talk about the, the playoff decisions and kind of the, the fallout from that. So the top four picks were Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and Notre Dame for the playoff. And I wanted to start right there and asked you, Nathan, what you thought of those four selections. It's really boring. Like This is the same thing every <laughs> year. Um, we all knew it was going to be this. We've been, I feel like going into the final weekend, it was like, what if Texas A&M wins and Notre Dame loses and or by a lot or Clemson loses? And it's like, people were just trying to look for reasons to stir up storylines when there were no storylines there, <laughs> you know? Um, so this is kind of what we knew was going to happen all along, but I think they got it right. I think there was, those four were the obvious choices. I kind of want to flip the question on its, on its head, though. You tweeted out yesterday when Clemson was destroying uh, Notre Dame. You said, is Notre Dame going to get itself blown out of the college football playoff? Um, do you think that's what should have happened? No, I agree with you that these are the four right teams. I think that the, the second half, when I think Clemson kind of let its foot off the gas a little bit, uh, there was that key touchdown that Notre Dame got. I think that might have been the difference ultimately between Notre Dame getting in and probably Texas A&M uh, getting in according to the final rankings. Notre Dame's loss wasn't even as bad as, as Texas A&M's loss to Bama and Notre right. Dame had a win over Clemson previously, which is yeah. better than Texas A&M's win. So there wasn't really much of an argument to put A&M in there. And I saw you know, a lot of people saying that if Cincinnati didn't get in this year, that no group of five team was ever going to get in and I just don't really know if I agree with that because I watched that yeah. game against Tulsa and Cincinnati just didn't really play all that well I mean no. you, you got to be real you have to dominate these opponents to, to get in there and everyone might be saying you know Tulsa ranks team you know that's still a good win and I say yeah but if Alabama plays the 23rd ranked team in the country they better beat that team by like three touchdowns so the real answer here, if you want to get you know more uh, variety in the playoff and not make it so boring, I think is expansion out from four because then mm. it seems like every year there's you know like three teams that are on that level. I guess that would you know be capable of of meeting like the high standards that need to be met for the playoff. Whereas if you expand it to eight, there's always a, a drop off kind of in that group uh, where a group of five team could probably get in, even if they weren't 
dominating their conference championship game, I guess. Yeah, well, I saw I saw somebody propose a format that was eight teams, uh, the five Power Five conference champs, the top group of five teams, and then two at-large bids. And there would there would always be complaints over, you know, who should be the number nine, who should be the number eight. But if you haven't proven yourself as one of the eight best teams in the country, you don't really deserve a chance to be playing for the national title. Whereas if you you know, are number five and you have a case for number four, you at least have a case for being able to play for that. So I think that that's an obvious answer. I think at least they should have done that for this year. Did you see Dabo Sweeney put Ohio State at number 11 in the coaches poll? Like, dude, oh, I hate that guy. I hate that guy. Look, between that, between that and him saying that Trevor Lawrence should easily win the Heisman when Trevor Lawrence missed like a couple yeah. games this season, this dude is, I, I'm sorry, I, I, <laughs> like, I, I understand, like, you need to say, you know, you need to stick up for your guy and uh, and all of that, but come on, man. <laughs> dude, Alabama, Alabama has three Heisman contenders that are probably more worthy than Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Yeah, now that, now that Najee Harris had that Dude, game, so that was good. insane. He's so good. Five total touchdowns, that is insane. Are, are we pretty much in agreement that it's going to be Alabama-Clemson? Yeah, I wouldn't sleep on Ohio State just because they always have the capability to, to hang just because of their overall talent level. I've been trying to track who you know the, the guys in this upcoming draft are, and so I like uh, figure out who the top 200, who the guys are for each team that are in the top 200. And I think uh, Ohio State actually has the most out of any uh, out of any mm-hmm. team. They have eleven players in the top two hundred. I think Bama is next close is next with ten. So like the talent level for Ohio State is very easily there. And then I also heard something interesting is that they're a lot fresher because they've only played six games as as compared to these other teams that have all played uh, double digit games. So I wouldn't sleep on them. That being said, Alabama and Clemson, in terms of the actual on field product, are very clearly the two best teams. I'm just glad we didn't have a two-loss team in the playoff. That would have been terrible for the playoff, especially when you have teams that are hardly playing any games. Uh, there was another team that I wanted to ask you about that uh, was brought to my attention on social media that may have kind of gotten the short end of the stick, and that's Indiana. Mm. Another team that played kind of like a shorter season ended up uh, at 6-1. and one. I honestly have no idea how they wouldn't make a New Year's Six Bowl over Iowa State. Because Iowa State has three losses, and I know that that uh, conference championship against Oklahoma ended up being a one-store game, but Oklahoma was very clearly the better team in that game. So I feel like Indiana really kind of got the short end of the stick. What do you think about that? Yeah, I truly don't get the Iowa State hype. Like, it's weird. Are they that good? Dude, they, lo- they lost to Louisiana. <laughs> Louisiana is good. good, but also I, I think another thing that was pointed out is Coastal Carolina beat Louisiana. And is somehow ranked behind Indiana, even though Coastal Carolina, or is somehow ranked behind Iowa State, even though Coastal Carolina is undefeated and beat BYU as well. But instead, you have North Carolina with three three losses, including Virginia and Florida State, both whom are unranked. And the other loss was to Notre Dame, so like whatever. But I don't think you should have a three loss team with two bad losses in a New Year's Six Bowl over an undefeated team that has at least one good win on its resume. Like Coastal Carolina did everything they could to get into a New Year's Six, but three losses, really? Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. It should have been either Indiana or Coastal Carolina, and 
maybe maybe both of those teams were placing uh, Iowa State and North Carolina. I like North Carolina. I do have to commend them for just absolutely kicking the ever loving crap out of Miami, <laughs> and that might have gotten them in. Just like like if they had just won that game normally, maybe they don't get into a New Year Six, but. Good lord, they took it to Miami. <laughs> so yeah. I think that that might have had something to, something to do with it. I think these are. I think, dude, Cincinnati, Georgia, and Oklahoma, Florida are going to be great games. I think the New Year's Six games are going to be like they're probably all going to be more competitive than the playoff games. I mean, even Oregon versus Iowa State. You know, norm normally you would take Iowa State in that game because Oregon's a trash heap, but uh, Iowa State's not that not that good either. And Oregon seems to win the big games, so. I don't know. There, there's going to be some blowouts here, and I think they're going to come from Alabama and Clemson and really nobody else. Yeah, I mean... Texas A&M might destroy North Carolina. Yeah, I was going to say that. But also, Texas A&M doesn't have a ton of, like, next-level talent on their team, I guess I would That's say. True. Like, I look through... I don't think they have anyone in the top 200 really? from, from what I've looked at. So, you know, it's not like a crazy, like, NFL-talented team, whereas... So North Carolina's two running backs might be the two best players in that game. Yeah. So uh, you know that's always a possibility. But I, I, I agree. If if you were going to throw one of those lower teams in there, put Coastal yeah. in there because I mean they're ranked ahead. Uh, like I don't know. I, I just don't understand. I would I would have taken <laughs> I would have taken Coastal and Indiana over North Carolina and Iowa State for the New Year's Sixes. Yeah, ultimately, I, I think so. And, and Iowa State is really the one that I would have to take out of there. But uh, North Carolina, uh, as well, I, I think, is another team that uh, you could yeah. remove from that. Uh, obviously, that would have, you know, like implications, like, further on down the road. I know some of my, some of my friends at, at Northwestern have been saying how, you know, like, because Indiana didn't make it into a New Year's Six Bowl, that actually affected where Northwestern's bowl ended up being because they're the third best mm-hmm. team in the Big Ten. So if Indiana had been in a New Year's Six Northwestern would have been in whatever bowl Indiana is, and now I'm not exactly sure what it is. So, um, and Coastal Carolina didn't even get one of the better non New Year's Six bowls. Like if you go to the CBS Sports Bowl list rankings, I think they they you know list list the games by date, which is also inherently by like bowl importance, right. I guess. And Coastal's down there; they're in the Cure Bowl against Liberty. Like, yeah, I'd... at least put him in the Outback Bowl or the Gator Bowl or the like, Citrus Bowl. Like, let them play like a that. ranked opponent, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and let them play, exactly. I don't know, let them play Tulsa again or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Or let, let, them test, let them test themselves against, like, a Power 5 team. Let them play, like, Iowa or something. Yeah, but wh- wh- I just, like, why does Cincinnati get so much more respect than Coastal Carolina? I mean, Cincinnati's probably a better football team. Maybe they have a better resume, but Coastal Carolina has a pretty good win on its on its. I, I don't know, man. I Two sometimes I wonder. So yeah, yeah. Sometimes I wonder how the committee works, and like it, it's, it's. I, I'm, I quit. <laughs> it does seem pretty, pretty disrespectful to to the non Power Five conferences. Yeah. So you know, we'll we'll see how that all plays out. But uh, unless you have any other any other takes from from college football playoffs, should we move on to our next segment? I just think it's funny. Texas A and M players and coaches and everybody after the, you know. Sunday morning playoff thing came out. They were like all over Twitter saying this is a joke. Like, why would anybody watch the playoff? Or like, this is you know they were being total totally sour. And I get that they wanted to make it, but like, shut up. The, your win is not as good as Notre Dame's. Your second best win is not as as good. Your loss was probably just as bad. The only thing that you have going for you is timing. And 
timing of the loss shouldn't really matter. And if they were to get yeah. in, they would have been number four playing Alabama at number one. And they already showed that they can't beat Alabama. They lost to them by like 28 points. So I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I I, I guess I kind of understand when people are like, well, Texas A&M lost earlier in the season. Maybe they could do do better now. Like they're, 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 they've gotten better as a team. And I, I already, you know, stated my, you know, willingness to allow for that in like an expanded playoff but it's still four teams and in that case the timing shouldn't matter and it especially shouldn't matter because we all know that if texas a&m played alabama now they would get boat raced again (laughs) so uh that's pretty much all all there all that there really is to it uh kind of surprising that on this one podcast we found two people who actually agree about how the college football playoff selection went down uh, but I digress. Let's well, I still look. To... I still think it's kind of ridiculous that USC didn't get one of those top four spots. <laughs> it's dis- disrespectful. <laughs> okay, on that we disagree. <laughs> Let's move on to our NBA preview because the NBA starts tomorrow, uh, December twenty second. It feels like we just got done in the bubble, really, to me, basically, and now we're starting up again. I'm fine with that because I do love the NBA, and and so I, I'm looking forward to this new season. But we're going to go through uh, what we think is what we think is going to happen with the conference finalists, uh, the finalists, and then the NBA champion, and then we're also going to pick the three major awards and the MVP, Rookie of the Year, and Defensive Player of the Year. So uh, Nathan, let's just start with your conference finalists, finalists, and then your champion. You're gonna you're gonna hate these. <laughs> I'm actually not sure if I will, but no, you go will. ahead, go ahead. All right. Eastern Conference Finals, Sixers Nets. Okay. Okay. Western Conference Finals, Lakers Pelicans. <laughs> the reason why I say Pelicans is Zion Williamson and Lonzo Ball, and they're going to put it all mm-hmm. together this season. They're going to be good. They're on the rise. They are a well, maybe not the best well coached team in the league, but um, it doesn't matter because when you have Zion, things are going to go your way. Um, I, I think that the inexperience and the fact that they're playing LeBron in the Western Conference Finals is going to catch up to them. I really don't see that being a competitive series at all. But nobody from the West really jumps out to me as being like, oh, this team's going to be phenomenal this year. I mean, like the Rockets always choke. Um, you know, the Thunder, the Warriors are going to be terrible. Um, the Suns are being overhyped. Um, so I think the Lakers are pretty much going to coast through the Western Conference. And then in the Eastern Conference, Kevin Durant, pretty much all that needs to be said for the Nets and pair him with Kyrie. It's going to be a unstoppable duo. Um, and then the Sixers, you could argue they're one of the most talented teams in the entire league. They have one of the best starting fives. And I think this is going to be the year when they finally, well, not put it together because they're not going to go to the finals because the Nets are going to take care of them in six or seven games, probably six games. And the Lakers are not going to repeat. Nets are going to take care of them in seven you thought I was going to hate your picks. I have the same thing in the East. Really? And I'm going to say something that you're going to hate, which is that part of my pick for the Sixers is that I think James Harden is going to be there before oh the end of God. this season. Wow. Wow. And I think it'll be... Daryl Morey's going to bring him home. I think it'll be trading him for Ben Simmons, probably. Really? Because the Sixers, because Ben Simmons just trumps pretty much anything that anyone else can offer, essentially. Yeah, probably. Um, you know, like he, the Celtics aren't on his list. I think that the Celtics are one of the only teams that could 
you know, match the same offer, like Jalen Brown, like Romeo Langford and like picks or something like that. It's like probably approximating what Ben Simmons is probably um, around there. But I, I, I don't know who else like has a better offer than the, than the Sixers, if I'm being completely honest. And they have the reasoning, which is that Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid don't really fit together. Mm. And Daryl Morey, obviously, like you said. Even if they don't trade for James Harden, though, I'm fine with putting the Sixers here because their team just makes so much more sense now. They have more shooting, more end-of-game kind of, like, capability, like, in spacing, I guess. Um, And, you know, you just give Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid an extra year. Maybe they figure something out that that they didn't really have before. So I'm fine with putting them there even even if they don't trade for James Harden. But if they do and it's Harden and Embiid, Come on now, that's crazy. On the west side, I have the Lakers and the Clippers. And uh, I don't even have the Pelicans in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> so that's an interesting pick for you. I'll get to that in a second. But I have the Lakers beating the Clippers. Uh, the Lakers just made too many awesome additions. Like Dennis Schroeder, that's such a good addition for them. Um, they have some some younger guys who might be coming up, like Taylor Horton Tucker. Uh, could make a you know a splash this season, and so I think that they got even better, and uh, you, you know just another year with LeBron and Davis, and then I have the Lakers beating the Nets uh, in the championship, because the Lakers are going to be better than uh, virtually any team that LeBron has been on, and that's because of Anthony Davis. He's the best player that LeBron has ever played with. So uh, I want to just really quickly touch on on your Pelicans pick because I have my eight playoff teams that I've picked in the West and I want to know who you are picking the Pelicans over out of these teams okay right. so the Lakers mm-hmm. the Clippers the Nuggets the Mavericks the Blazers the Suns the Jazz and the Warriors those are my eight playoff teams okay you know I'm a Warriors fan they're not they're not going to the playoffs this season Nathan they have Stephen Curry back off a completely health uh, like a completely sat out season he's going to be so fresh and he is still Steph bleeping Curry uh <laughs> they have Draymond back in probably a role that'll be a lot better for him than trying to be the leading guy on the team last year they have your favorite pick from the NBA draft, James Wiseman, who I'm coming around more on. I still think the Andyeka Kongwu is going to be better than him ultimately in the long run. But I, I feel like James Wiseman uh, could step in and, and be really good immediately, especially on that team. And they just have a lot more incentive to be good. I, I don't think that they were actually the second worst team in the league last season. I think that they just really kind of tanked it because they realized that Curry and uh, and Thompson were out, and Draymond wasn't really capable of leading that team. Okay, um, but so dude, if you if you if you looked through the first like eight or nine, maybe ten games, I don't know exactly how many it was of the season when they had Curry and they had Clay. Dude, they were bad. They went like two and nine in their first. Well, I don't know exactly what the record was, but they went something like that. Like they were, they didn't look good even with those guys there, and they were playing fine. Those those guys were playing fine, but now they have no Clay. Uh, Draymond's going to miss the first game. I don't know how long he's going to be out for. Wiseman, to me, is still kind of raw. I don't know if he's going to immediately be dominant. Eric Pascal's a beast, so that is going to make up for that. But I, I I don't know. This is a league of stars, and the Warriors have one. Um, but Only one, huh? Draymond? I mean, you're a Warriors fan. You've always stuck up for him. He's not a star, even in your estimation? 
he needs to turn it around from last season. I'll say that he was not good last year, and okay. I, dude, losing Clay hurts. It really does. It does hurt. I like the um, Kelly Oubre pickup, but he's going to be a role player pretty much. Um, I, I don't know if he's really going to turn things around for them. I could see them making it, but right now. But that's all you. That's all that they need, right? Like, I mean, they have mm-hmm. the star in place. They have the second guy in place. They have the the talented youngster in place at a position of need. They have some good bench players like Pascal, like you said, and they just need they just need more solid kind of players. They can't just throw out you know like the like fringe NBA players that they were at times last season. I guess I just okay. I I, I don't think the Warriors and Suns are going to make the playoffs. I'm not big on the. Oh, Suns. the Suns are definitely making the playoffs. I don't know, man. I'm I'm not I'm not a Chris Paul guy. Losing Ubre hurts, but mm-hmm. they're definitely making the playoffs. I don't know. We'll I know see. that you hate. I know that you hate CP3. I get it. Yeah, and I like but... Ubre. <laughs> but CP3 showed showed us a lot in OKC last season, and the Suns showed us a lot in the bubble before they they went out. I mean, they didn't even lose a single game. It just seemed like they had some things figured out, and I like how they're trending for sure. But when you take a team with Zion and you pair him with the 2020-2021 most improved player, Lonzo Ball. Um... Oh, good Lord. <laughs> Get out of here, man. Kira Lewis should be playing over him. No. Kyra Lewis? No. Whatever. Kyra, whatever. No, he shouldn't. Kyra, I, I, I'm going to say right now that Kyra Lewis is going to have a better NBA career than Lonzo Ball. Have you seen Lonzo Ball shooting in the preseason, though? Wow, in the preseason. His shot looks better. His form looks nice, man. Big, big Lonzo guy here. His brother came in and is immediately better than him. That's a bad take. That's a really Have you seen take. some of the passes that he's thrown in preseason? Yeah, but he's gone like one of nine shooting pretty much every game. I don't care. Whatever. This man is the next time we have Magic Johnson out there. <laughs> I'm kidding about that. But some of his passes are very Magic-ish. I guess. But, he threw that like rapping, like full court bounce pass. I was like, I'm in. I'm 100 percent in. Yeah, me too. Uh, and but speaking Lamello of that, Ball, Lamelo Ball passing in Charlotte is going to have no impact on the Pelicans making the playoffs. So. Speaking of that, maybe we should jump into the awards now because I think that we might be yep. running a little bit long. Yep. I don't know. Is there anything else from the standings or anything that you wanted to get into? into? I noticed yeah. that we again had the Bucks making an early playoff exit. Yeah, I, I, I think I think Giannis is going to have a down year. Interesting. Okay. I think I think he's well, gonna have the contract curse. Well, he signed his extension. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like the first year of a new big contract contract extension, whatever. Okay. They always okay. struggle. Plus, it's plus it's payback for him. Um, you know, not wanting to come to Golden State. So. Oh. You know, okay. Basketball gods aren't gonna like that one. Man, Golden State fans are really reaching Lakers territory of feeling entitled to every everyone else's players. You know what? I, I, I'm I will gonna say, leave that there. I will say my my hopes of landing Giannis weren't entirely dashed when he signed the extension because we all know how the NBA works. If you want out, you can get out pretty much whenever you want. It doesn't matter what your contract is. So it'll happen. Yeah. It, it affects it, but let, you know, let's just leave that there and let's talk about the awards because we are running a little bit long here. Who's your MVP? Kevin Durant. Interesting. I get that he's coming back from an Achilles, which is always you know questionable, but he's... I saw him in the, again, preseason, but still, um, you know, one of the Nets preseason games. And, dude, the guy is just a scorer. Like, he's just a He torched the bucket. Celtics. He's the definition. He's the definition of a walking bucket. Yeah. And when you pair him with Kyrie, who's going to make plays for him, 
um, or create plays for him. I think he could he could average thirty a game. Like he's just a bucket. Man, an MVP off an Achilles would be pretty crazy, and I'm not yeah. writing it off. But I am, even though I do have the Nets making the finals, I am a little bit lower on them. It's great that he looks good now, and it's great that he looks good in preseason and all of that. But the regular season, and especially the later regular season, and then the playoffs is very, very different mm-hmm. from from preseason. And I could just, I, I, I could see either him wearing down as the season gets along. Or the Nets just kind of taking it easy because they have two fairly injury-prone players as as their two leading guys, and that's why I didn't put the one of the reasons why I didn't put the Nets as Nets as my one. I had the Bucks as the one seed again, mm. um, and, and that's kind of part of the reason why is because there's too many scenarios where the Nets just don't really put their foot on the gas for the regular season, and if that's the case, I don't really see how Durant wins the MVP. I was deciding between Luka Doncic and Anthony Davis Luka. for mine. And I think that I'm going to go with Luca, because so it's a si- similar kind of thing with with Davis as Durant, where the Lakers don't have a ton of incentive to be to like really like put their foot on the gas. Even then, I have them as the number one seed out in the West because they're just the best team. But when you when you combine that they don't really have that that motivation necessarily for the regular season, and then also the fact that Anthony Davis is on the same team as LeBron. Uh, that's where I kind of make that decision. So I'm going with Luca for MVP. Yeah, that guy's an animal. He's 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 a freak. I mean, the the, the counting stats that he's if if he like continues his progression, like he had the bet like one of the best rookie seasons ever. He had one of the best sophomore seasons ever yeah. statistically. If he continues that progression, he's going to be averaging like 35, 12, and ten or some crazy some crazy numbers um so yeah he, he's what who's who i'm going with and i also see the mavericks making a market improvement i'm going to have them in, in the conference semis and giving the lakers mm. a run for their money in the second like round that. so like uh who's your rookie of the year so i i looked for a reason not to pick my ball and i was going through the draft class pick by pick and the draft class was so bad <laughs> it was just so bad um so Mellow to me at I, the top, I would say I would I would agree with you. Yeah, I I, I don't think Mellow is going to be a scoring machine. I don't think anybody thinks he's going to be a scoring machine. I think his jump shot is still kind of broke. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's going to work at the NBA level. But you have made a point about his passing. I think his passing is going to wow some people this year. I think he's going to, you know, it already has. Yeah, yeah, and I think also people kind of want him to win it, and I think they kind of want to give it to him. So sorry, is your pick Lamelo? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Got it. I, I, I think when you combine his passing, his playmaking ability with you know, he'll he'll score every every now and then and just the fact that he's Lamelo Ball and people are gonna want to give it to him, I th- I think he's 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 gonna get it done. Fair enough. It's it's interesting because like you said, this class is weak at the top, yeah. right? And in these times of years it's usually a random kind of player who ends yeah. up who ends up winning rookie of the year. I don't remember who it was in 2013, but I feel like it was a random player that, that year that it was like ever the Anthony Bennett year. But like later on, it was like Giannis and Gobert and, and like a lot of really good players lower down. But I don't remember who ended up winning rookie of the year that year, but it was not one of the top guys, I don't think. Yeah. And this kind of strikes me as one of those seasons. That being said, I was choosing between the second and third pick mm. <laughs> for rookie of the year. And I'm going to go with James Wiseman. Because I disagree with you about where the Warriors are going to be. I think they're going to be a playoff team. And 
I just think that with his like particular skill set, yes, he is raw, but he is going into a position where he is going to play a lot uh, for what I think is going to be a pretty good team, a high profile team. And I just, I like his fit because Steph is going to get him a lot of buckets. Yeah. I think that is true. And I like his fit with that team. I, I, I think that he, he fits well with Draymond. He fits with Steph. He's going to put up good numbers for a good team. And I think it'll be close with him and LaMelo because I think LaMelo will follow the, follow like the general rookie of the year thing of he's going to put up like maybe like big stats probably on a crappy team, especially assist numbers, I guess I would say. And But I, I think that this is, is a weird year where they actually go with a player who maybe has worse stats but contributed to winning. Hmm. Yeah, Steph's going to get him a lot of points. He's not going to get him a lot of rebounds, though. I don't know. I mean, everyone else can get him a lot of rebounds. Yeah. Draymond, Draymond shooting <laughs> that 27% three-pointer yeah. <laughs> can get him some rebounds. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess that's what I would say. Um, and he's he's very mobile, so he just he fits into, like, the Warriors' offense. And uh, as a rim runner, I think that he can get, like, just, like, 12 points per game, basically, yeah. just off of that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I I think that he'll contribute to winning, and that's kind of where the vote will go. Defensive player of the year? I'm going to go with Anthony Davis. Yeah, me too. It's long overdue. Long overdue. Yeah. My other option for this was Kawhi. Because mm. I do see, like, everyone's talking, like, everyone's been clowning on the Clippers, right? And rightfully so, because that performance in the playoffs was dreadful. But... Like, I don't know if you've read like that, that athletic article about Kawhi from like last year when he was with the Raptors, that this dude is really competitive (laughs) and he's, I I imagine that he is pissed about everything, about all the clowning that's going on. And I think that applies to the Clippers as a whole too. Plus they added Serge Ibaka, who I think was the big that they needed for like late game scenarios. So I, I think I like their roster construction a little bit more. Uh, so I think that the Clippers will be really good again and maybe be even better. Uh, and maybe now is the, this season is the one that will, where they'll have that epic confrontation with mm. the with the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. So uh, I think that Kawhi could have one of those seasons again. Uh, but I am going to go with Davis just because uh, he's a freak. You know, he's, he's, he's probably a little bit more reliable as like a regular season uh, like guy to, to play hard than Kawhi is. Yeah. I'm with you there. Plus, he's more versatile because he's like a big who can defend anyone. I know Kawhi is obviously incredibly versatile, but Anthony Davis is like a, a defender that we haven't seen since like KG, basically. So, and he still hasn't won a Defensive Player of the Year. Exactly. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's a good point. The the yeah. kind of uh, overdue, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's listen to some music. Let's listen to some music. <laughs> what do you have for me this week, Nathan? Today on tap, we've got. Bad Liar by Selena Gomez, my new favorite female artist, because Ariana Grande is dead to me. <laughs> oh boy! Oh Nathan, you should you should be on that down bad Twitter page. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a funny page. I started it's following that so recently. It's so funny. <laughs> I have an ad, so we're waiting. Uh, this song is from 2017. All right. All right, pausing at the beginning, going back. 
Is there anything else that you want to say before we start the song? Well, th- this was the song, by the way, that I was talking about last week that like I didn't really want to lay on you at like midnight central time because it was going to make you too mad. Um, but this is like I, I uh, it's a glowing endorsement. This was a song that I heard for the first time a couple years ago and I didn't like it. It was it was annoying to me. And then over time, it grew on me. We needed some 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 time apart. And now it's been like, you know, when you find that song and you're like, this slaps and it's like all you listen to for a couple of weeks. Yeah, especially when you're on the rebound because your previous favorite uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's just <laughs> recording artist got engaged. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. Let's just play the song. Are you ready? All right, count me down. Three, two, one, go. Ah, a bike. She was walking down the street? I She's knew you were going to say that. <laughs> on a bike. Yeah, that was kind of, kind of a weird line. I think she kind of forced that one. Battle of Troy, interesting. Fight on. Is that Selena Gomez in a blonde wig? <laughs> I think so. Is everyone Selena Gomez in this music I video? I think so, yeah. <laughs> Oh, she's a hooper. I know. Oh, now you're in. Sound like she struggled for that note a little bit. No, that was the... No. That's, that's the musical effect. When you listen to this, do you imagine that she's singing about you, Nathan? I, I like to, yeah. <laughs> Man, I, I, I got some questions for you about that music video. Blame on me. Who, so, okay, so the guy with the glasses and, and well, the Selena Gomez with, like, the glasses and the mustache and the, and the brown hair is her dad? Okay. <laughs> but, and, and the blonde Selena Gomez is the, is the male, uh, is the one that the male one is having an affair with. But then there is a Selena Gomez that doesn't have a wig on who's actually her mom. But then there's also the Selena Gomez that doesn't have a wig on who is her who is a high school student. That is the way that I understood that music video. Yeah, some of the roles were kind of kind of, kind of threw me for a loop. I was I was confused. <laughs> I was I was yeah, confused. Um, I don't know what. So you, so you don't have answers for me on that? Nope. I I, I really yeah. You're gonna have to Google that one. But then she's also. She's also like attracted to the blonde Selena Gomez because she has a picture, like a picture of her. Is there a problem with that? No, I, it's a little narcissistic. <laughs> it's probably yeah. the main problem, but it, it would also be like a weird, like probably like adult and kid relationship. So that's probably the other issue is that, pedophilia. That, there's something wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, although I, I guess that the blonde one never actually showed interest in the younger Selena Gomez. It was All like right. the younger one was into her. Aiden. Anyway, the song. <laughs> <laughs> um, You know, not the worst, I would okay. say. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm a sucker for a good bass line. I liked, yep. I, I liked the, I liked the bass line. It was, it was yep. you know, kind of, it was pretty simple, but simple is good. A lot of the times, uh, it's, you know, nice and bouncy. I like I like a bouncy baseline. Uh baseline to baseline. <laughs> <laughs> um I didn't really 
this probably part of the fault of the music video. I didn't really understand what she was talking about. And it was probably because I was like, some of the things that she was saying just doesn't really match up with what's going on in the music video, which I, I think is probably just my problem more than anything that I can't like track two different like concepts at once. Uh, if you were to sum up the message of this song in one sentence, what would it be? Um, the one that can't get away. So like I I like like kind of like obsessive about this one yeah. person. Like she's like trying to let go, but it's just just not happening. Okay, it's not that I mean it's certainly not uh, necessarily a dumb thing to to sing about. Like it has been an issue with me yeah. for some of the songs that you picked um, that are kind of in this genre. <clears throat> Miranda Cosgrove. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah. yeah, there was like there's like some depth to it. The I don't know the the delivery is kind of eh to me. It, it, like I I kind of like prefer like a stronger uh like v- vocal performance. Um, See, I'm not, I like thought, so much I into thought... like the mumble singing a lot of the time. It could work. It it worked fine here, but I don't know. I thought the part where where she went, ooh, you're taking up a fraction of my mind. First of all, it sounded better than that somehow. But <laughs> I, I, I thought sure hope I so. thought that was actually one of my one of my um more more favorite more that was one of my favorite preferred yeah that was one of my more preferred selena vocal lines i'm putting this in a really terrible way but i i thought that was a really impressive um singing part (laughs) fair enough yeah i mean i don't know the 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 melody is very very basic there isn't really all that much to it for me uh but fine song because of the the baseline i would say the part that i thought was annoying was i'm trying i'm trying i'm trying i'm like how many times are you gonna say i'm trying but then yeah. i was like this is kind of rhythmic it's kind of melodic so i don't know I yeah i kind of like how part. she played with the because i think it's probably like a three is it a three beats per per measure thing Whereas usually it's four, right? So, yeah. um, like playing with the music in that way is 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 another thing that makes the song you know fairly interesting to listen to. Even if, like I said, the melody and like the chord progression and all of that isn't necessarily all that interesting sounding. And then, I guess the other thing that I would say before we try to move on from this is that I'm just naturally going to be against a lot of these songs because I very much prefer like actual instruments. Like in in my music, I don't like the like electronic, okay, tech, yeah. uh, kind of like driven music, mm-hmm. and the baseline here could have been like tech driven, but it sounded like something that was that was real gotcha. to me. So, okay. Um, okay. like that's a part of the reason why a lot of these songs don't particularly appeal to me. But I don't know. There were there were redeeming aspects to this song, so certainly not the worst. Great. I'll give it a C plus. Okay, okay. Boarding on B minus. Okay, not bad. I yeah. thought you were gonna hate this one. There are parts I didn't really like, but okay. It, like that. I said, it has it has it has redeeming qualities. Hey, a C plus is a passing grade. Yeah, exactly, and that's that's all we can ask for during a pandemic, right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So are you ready to freestyle, Nathan? Yeah, I am. Nathan asked me for what the difficulty of the words were this week and I told him they're like a little more on the difficult side and I asked him if he wanted to switch and he said no do you and so I I wanted to let the people know about that 
so that you can appreciate his performance properly. Can I say one thing? Because he asked for this. He asked for this. So the last pod, I've been, I've, I've listened to that rap like twenty times in the last week because I, I just love that one. I thought that was one of my best performances oh, yeah, ever. Yeah. Um, and I guess there's no accounting for taste. That kind of inspired me to listen back on all the previous ones, and I didn't listen oh, to okay. all of them, but I listened to many of them, and I sort of realized like I haven't really had a bad one. Okay. Some of the ones that like we thought were terrible, I listened back and I was like. You know, I tried to drive sympathy for you here, uh, but that's all out the window now. Everyone everyone just judge him based on how his actual rap sounds, not how you think it should or how difficult I just said the words were or how he said that he wanted to go ahead with it anyway. So are you sure. ready, Nathan? Yeah, let's do it. Word number one is superhero. Jesus. <laughs> okay. Word number two is advice. Okay. Word number three, I feel like we might have used this one before, so if so, I'll, I'll switch. But have we used empire before? I think I think we have. Yeah. Should, I, should I give you four and then we could try to find a new one? Yeah. How about district? Okay. I feel like that's a new one. And then for f- our new four... Then we'll go with linemen. Get a little a little sports connection in there. If you want anyway. There's non-sports examples of linemen, but and you know what? Since it's a since it's a late edition, I'm gonna give you the option to use either M A N or M E N. So the singular or plural version. I like that. I like that. Okay. Because li- the way I said it, it sounded like it could be either. <laughs> All right. And uh, so we'll give you some time, uh, you know, about 30 seconds here to just gather your thoughts. It'll still be a freestyle. But in the meantime, what is the beat that you took from the YouTube audio library? It's called Hop Hip by Kwon, K-W-O-N. Okay, looking forward to it. When you're ready, Nathan, take it away. That's the plan. Yeah, my bars are fire, and you know I'm the man. I'm that man. Yeah, you know you can call me Batman. Call me a superhero, cause I am that man. Okay, wait, get up on the track, and I'm nice. Yeah, you wanna get some rapping advice? Okay, I will give it to you. You can be the vice to my president, cause I am so nice, like I am a resident. Throw it back to last week, like a meek mill. When I get on the track, yeah, I make a mill. Okay, yeah, you know that that is the deal. Yeah, you know I always make a highlight reel. Okay, yeah, I'm in the town like DC. Yeah, that is the district, and you wanna see me when I get up on the mic. Yeah, you wanna hear me, cause I am so nice when I get up on the mic. Okay, said Mike twice, but I am the man. Making all these tackles like I am a line man. Okay, yeah, yeah, you know that that really is the plan. I'm the man, we can get this next week. Yeah, you stand. Hey, ooh, ooh. Whew. Okay. Wow. <laughs> back to back weeks. There were some parts of that I was really impressed mm. with. 
butt. You like the choppy flow though? I just, just want to ask a question because I think I might have missed it, but are you the man? Oh, dude, I, I, I promise I, you. I, I wasn't entirely man. clear. Are I you the man? I promise you, I'm the man. Because like there were a few times like I thought maybe, maybe <laughs> he is the man. Yeah, no, I promise like, you, I'm the man. Are you the man? Because that was that was just the one question that I had. I'm definitely the man. You know, I after we heard Selena say I'm trying like 800 times, I was like, oh, if I just say the same thing 800 times, it'll it'll make for a good song. Apparently, Do you know what else yeah, kind of tripped me up though? The beat was shorter, like the recording was shorter, so it like started. Oh, so did yeah, it stop? Well, it, it started like fading out as I was still on lineman, and I was like, shoot, like what uh, do I do? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so parts that I liked. The district, mm. you turned that, mm. you turned that nice, even though, I mean, let's just get this out of the way. I think you repeated a word or used basically the same word as a rhyme in each of the four. <laughs> it was probably man. It was probably, I'm the No, man. there was man and then, uh, there was more. I don't know. Did you, did know. you happen to watch, um, was, did you happen to watch the shoot? What game was it? Like the Sunday night game, I think it was, where Akib Talib. No, it was the Eagles Cardinals game. Eagles Cardinals, yeah. Where Akib Talib was doing the color commentating, and he was like, saying "I had man that game on, but word. I didn't have the I didn't have the the volume." Yeah, so everybody on on Twitter was talking about how he said "man" like every other word. So I guess it was like drilled into my head. I was yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> everybody said he was really good though. So good for him, yeah, even though I've fun. never liked him. But you know, good for him. Um, yeah, so I liked how you turned district. I liked. Uh, the rapping advice. Mm-hmm. I liked that one. I think as part of that one, like later later on in that kind of area, you said the resident one, which is a throwback to last week, yeah. which I think is cool. Even though I think that that might have been one of the ones where you where you said the same thing twice. So yeah, some some very some very positive stuff. Oh yeah, I think it was you used man twice again. I think with Batman and some and Batman. <laughs> so like okay, but you just Batman, said man, but like Batman, <laughs> but Batman and Batman, that's fine. Yeah, that's, but it's still true. man, isn't it? Like it still kind of sounds that way. We're getting awfully picky here. But did you like how I went from throw it back to last week because I'm meek mill when I get on the some like like then I make a mill. Oh yeah, that oh was, yeah, that was the other one. It was mill to mill. Dude. Which is no, no. But you're yeah, yeah. You said to to Meek Mill when I'm on the track, I make a mill or something like that. Yeah, but that's like you can do that if it's two different meanings. You can. It's just not like the best. You know what I mean? I thought I was the one giving you rapping advice. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't really need the advice because I don't try to rap. <laughs> okay. Okay. Did you think that I was going to say because you're already good? Enough, I, yeah. I don't need it because I'm a great rapper. No, far from it. Um, I don't know. Is there is there is there anything that you thought that you could have done better, or any other highlights that you would like to to talk about? Uh, yeah, I, I could have avoided the re reusing words. I think. No, but like besides that, besides that. oh, no, I think other than that, it was pretty perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, I see the same president resident bar. Hmm, I liked um well I um. Not the same bar, but the same rhyme. The flow was kind of choppy, but I thought it kind of worked. Like I kind of felt like Eminem a little bit back there with the you know choppy flow. Um, so I guess I'm one step closer. There's one to other it. thing that I wanted to ask you about, which is I felt like your energy was a little low. Mm. Like especially when you came in, I noticed I was like, okay, he's almost kind of mumble rapping. 
Interesting. Okay. Uh, which is not my preferred delivery. Yeah. So I'm, I don't know. Is that something that you noticed? Yeah, I I have no explanation for that to be honest. But but, but do you think or, or do you think that I was just hearing things? Looking back on it, yeah, yeah. You think but I was hearing things? No, no, no. I think I think you're right. I okay. think you're right. Yeah. Okay. So you know, always things to work on for for next week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's going to do it for today's episode of Baseline to Baseline. Thank you to everyone for listening. You can find us pretty much anywhere that supports podcasts. Make sure that you follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and also give us a five star rating on Apple. Nathan, is there anything else to add? You know. Um, as I said, I was listening back to all the raps. Don't think I heard a bad one. And I think that's going to continue this week. I think I got the job done. Um, so I'm going to get the job done again next week or whenever we record our next podcast. And until then, Nathan out. Oh, so, so disgusting. <laughs>